Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. And this is the fourth anniversary. One, two, three, four for this particular program. And it's also episode number two, nine, zero. But more importantly, it's episode two, nine, zero on the fourth anniversary of this podcast. You damn right. Now, folks, I just want to say very quickly, thank you very much for for those of you that have been listening to me for the majority of the time or for some of you have been listening the entire time. Thank you very, very much. You cool bastards. I really, really do appreciate it. And uh, and it's really weird when you do something for this long, when you do something for four years, you put a four year investment in anything. You know, it means it's something that you uh, you really want to do. Or something that you enjoy doing or something that you're getting a benefit from. And obviously all of those apply to me and to this. I've uh, enjoyed doing this. I've enjoyed my interactions with you bastards. And I want to thank you guys for being my bastards and for listening to this crap for four years. And hopefully listening to it for the amount of time I continue to do this crap. And uh, I'm not going to stop doing this crap. So it's going to be a long time. Haha, <laughs> you damn right. Now, as I put out a little video on Twitter, uh, I put out a poll to find out what people wanted for this particular episode. You know, I wanted to know whether or not people wanted me to do a best of episode, you know, one of those clip episodes like I did before. People seem to really, really like that one. Whether you wanted me to do a new episode. And of course, I being me, I added two other categories, a nude episode and uh, or whether or not you wanted me to date your mama. <laughs> yeah. Well, my some of y'all, uh, some of y'all mamas, I really would like to date your mamas, but the, <clears throat> that's beside the point. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you know what? I know what I was. Let me, let me tell you what I was thinking about. This is this is an interesting thing. As as uh, this is a football Sunday, and um, it's really weird when you're watching football. If you're a football fan, I'm just going to use that as an example, just in case you're not a football fan. But this applies to many other things. If your favorite sport is football, you have to ask yourself a question. How much, I mean, is it really your favorite sport or is the, is it your favorite team that you really dig? Because I know people that really will watch any football game and be completely invested in it, almost hip, you know, hypnotized to the football game, whether their home team is playing or not, or whether, you know, whether the, lo- the closest team is playing or not. They don't care. As long as it's football, they're down with it. And that's that. And that's the end of that. Now, they'll probably be even a little more focused if it's their home team. But as long as it's football, they're there. That's it. Well, I'm one of these other, I'm one of the other type of people. It's like, is it my favorite sport? Yes. But if my favorite team isn't playing or my home team isn't playing, I should say, and there's no team playing that has any kind of impact on my home team, I got news for you. In this particular scenario, my home team is like, you know, it's like your best friend. You know, your best friend's always welcome in your house. Your best friend can show up without calling. Your best friend can probably go in your refrigerator and grab a soda. Your best friend can go, yo, man, you, you, can, you, you, got, any, you got anything to eat here, man? Dad? Your best friend can do that. But the teams that are not your home team, or the games that are not involving your home team, they're kind of like the tag along friend. Right. Like like when you when you know your game is your football game for your team is the second game, you watch the first game and and, and kind of dig it. But you're really waiting for the for the for the four o'clock game. East Coast, of course, East Coast in the United States. If you if your game is the first game, you really in, in digging your game and you kind of watch the second game and you kind of watch the Saturday, uh, Sunday night game and you kind of watch the Monday night game. They're the tag along friends. Ask yourself how and how how intensely you watch a football game if your team's on a bye week. It's just kind of one in the background out of habit. You kind of peek up at it, but you notice that you you notice that you're not really that. You notice how how when your team isn't playing and your wife wants you to paint something, all of a sudden you don't mind painting that much. Right. She wants you to fix something. You don't mind fixing it that much. You know, you try to be slick and, and you know, your home team isn't playing until Monday or Sunday night or it's a bye week. And all of a sudden you want to take your, your wife out and go antiquing and crap. And she's like, man, this guy is great. He's football's on and he's still going antiquing with me. What a great guy. Meanwhile, your team ain't even playing till Monday. You're not slick punk trying to get some cool points up with your wife. You punk. A friend of mine got busted like that. He was such a dumbass. 
I was like, you do, since your team's not playing, why don't you just take, you know, your woman's always be bugging you about going antique and you should just go, man. I mean, I mean, she go, you got to go on a Sunday because that's the only time that they had this crap where you got to go out there and look at these stupid old chairs and these stupid cabinets and these, I'm, I can say stupid because the woman I was seeing at the time didn't give a crap about antiquing. So it was okay for me to insult antiquing, <laughs> but, but that was, that's what I thought. It was dumb. And he thought it was dumb too. Cause he's a dude. But this lady wanted to do it. She said, would you just at least go with me one time? And I'm going, dude, that's the time. Bye week, punk. On your bye week, you take your punk ass out to antiquing. But whatever you do, man, you know, sometimes when you go with your lady someplace and you know you're really not going to have to deal with this particular thing anytime soon. Maybe it's a, a play that comes to town and you know it's not, you know, if you go to this play and act, act good. And act like you enjoy yourself. She'll think you're the greatest guy in the world, but it's just a stupid play and it won't be back till next year and you won't have to deal with this crap till next year. So you score some cool points by acting like that crap ass play is good. You know what I'm talking about. But antiquing is a weekly thing. And I told him, if you go out antiquing with it, just be along. Don't be a pain in the ass and make her mad. And don't act like you're really enjoying it. Because if you do, your punk ass will be back out here antiquing again. And I, of course, with the rest of your friends will you know, ridicule you to you, to you, uh, till you start crying. So he goes antiquing and he played it perfectly, man. He played it perfectly. He was just nice enough to have her enjoy the experience, but not so enthusiastic and so into it where she would invite him again. It was almost like he had to get this out of his system. He went there. She enjoyed it. Everything was great. He did it on a bye week and everything was cool. And he had scored the cool points and it was great. But as I say, even though my friends are really, really smart guys, sometimes they're really dumb. His lady always kind of, as soon as she knows football's on, she, as soon as he knows, she knows the football's on and he's watching, she just walks out of the room with disgust because she hates the sport. And now his team was actually playing and he's jumping around like he always does. Yeah. And she's making some sandwiches for her in the kitchen because she's got her friends over and he walks in and he's all enthusiastic because his team is doing good. And then he goes, oh, man, I knew they would be coming off that bye week out of on fire. And she goes, bye week. What's that? He goes, yeah, well, last week they didn't play because they, they put the bye weeks. And she goes, wait a second. Wait a second. Is that the only reason you went antiquing with me, you bastard? And he was like, and I'm not just making the gibberish sounds that to an you know, so I wouldn't be saying what he was saying, so I wouldn't betray any confidences. He actually made sounds similar to that because he knew he was busted. She goes, you mother, but she didn't say mother jumper. She said mother something else. Cause he made it, he made it look like he was making some kind of big sacrifice, sacrificing a game for the woman he loves. That's what he made it look like. But nope, she found out he didn't make a sacrifice. And now all the cool points he built up for going antiquing his dumb punk ass lost them all. And he was a negative cool point range. And she said, you know what? You still owe me. And he said, because he still couldn't say anything because he was so busted. And then she made him go antiquing four more times. And you know what else she made? She made a point. She made it a point to make sure that his team was actually playing. Do you understand what I'm saying? He, if he had just kept his mouth shut, he would have got the cool points and still would have got to see those four games. But because his punk ass let his guard down and let her know that his dumb ass didn't make a sacrifice, he wound up missing four games. Oh, he's a dumb bastard. But that's basically what I'm talking about, folks. You got to realize that when you're watching your home team, your home team is like your best friend and the other teams are like tag along friends. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes the tag along friend doesn't realize they're a tag along friend and they just kind of show up at your house and you open the door and you think that they're just you think that maybe your friends park in the car. So you open the door and hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> and you're, you're all enthusiastic because you're going to get to see your best friend, not because of this bastard. And he comes in and sits down and starts acting like he's your best friend going in your refrigerator and overstaying his welcome, which means staying more than two seconds. And while he's upstairs, you're looking out, you're looking around and you're looking at the door and he's wondering why you're looking at the door and you're going, well, where's Bill? Oh, Bill's not coming. I, I just I just dropped by because I wanted to say hi. And you're going, oh, God, why? 
Why are you here? Oh, and he can't be mean to the bastard because eventually he will be there with all the rest of the friends and you don't want to look like a dick, but you want him to get the hell out. Cause like, dude, don't you realize you're fucking parsley? You're not the meal. You're, you know, Bill is the, is the, is the sandwich and the thing like that. Jack, you, you, you're like, you're like that, that wet nap. That's what you, you're a fucking wet nap, dude. You come with the meal. You're not really that necessary, but since you're here, what the hell? I'll wipe my fingers with you. Okay. Come on, dude. You're not the battery. You're that little piece of tape that keeps the battery from wearing out. So when you get the toy, you just pull a little piece of tape out and throw it in the trash. What you really care about is the battery, not the little piece of tape that keeps the battery from touching the in you know, the, the inputs on the on the toy. You, I mean, you have a use. You keep the battery from getting worn out before the person takes the toy home. But just imagine if you open up a box and instead of having a toy there, instead of having the battery in the toy, so you can just pull a piece of tape out and play with the toy. Imagine if it was just that little stupid piece of tape, just a big box of nothing but that little stupid piece of tape you look at the front of the box and go i thought this was my my son's truck and or my daughter's thing or whatever it is there and but it's just a box it's just that little piece of tape that comes with toys that keeps the battery from touching the toy so the battery doesn't get used and then i pull off that piece of tape and then the battery is attached to the game and the game plays as that but then they, they, you would not want that the box of that crap if on the outside of the box was a picture of the toy and that's what it's like when the dude is a hang on friend shows up at your house. You're like, you're nothing but battery tape, punk. I don't want your punk ass in here. I'll kick you in the ass, you battery tape bastard. And you actually get mad at your friend, right? And your friend had nothing to do with it except for the fact that he exposed you to this douchebag. And now this douchebag is at your house annoying you. You don't want to tell him, hey, I don't want to see your punk ass unless you're with Bill. You don't want, okay, you do want to do that, but you won't. You're too nice a person. I've been in that situation. I've been in that situation. Friend of mine wanted me to get him tickets to a show, so I got him tickets to a show. And it was a so show I couldn't go to, but at the time I knew some of the people, so I could call up and get a couple tickets every once in a while to these shows. And I could say, hey, I want to hook my boy up. And I thought he was taking his girlfriend, but his girlfriend didn't want to go, so he took the hang on friend with him. And now the hang on friend now knows I can get tickets to this thing. And I, and then he has the nerve to call me up. Hey man, I was wondering, Hey, what's going on? Battery tape boy. What do you need? You battery tape bastard. I didn't call him that. I was saying that in my head, but you get the point. And this bastard had the nerve to want to get tickets. And not only did he see Bill would only ask for two tickets for him and for his lady. You know what I'm saying? Or for him and for his son. I just like, you know, two tickets and this bass is calling me up talking about can I get six tickets for and I'm going what I just wish that there was a special button on the phone where you could push it and if somebody needed to get the shit slapped out of them you could push the slap the shit out of them button because I would have damn sure pushed the slap the shit out of them button in fact I would like to take some of that battery tape and tape down the slap the shit out of them button so his battery tape bastard ass could get the shit slapped out of him because he damn sure needed the shit slapped out of him I'm sorry for cursing so much but that guy really needed the crap slapped out of him see I said crap that time and that's what I feel like right now on Sunday right the game is on in the background but I'm not really paying attention to it you know the Caroline and the Bears are on but I don't give a crap you know, it's like they're in my, t well, that's just not my television. This is my friend's television. I'm at my friend's house, but doing this, but this is like, I'm, uh, it's like, it's like he's invading this, this stuff is invading my space. You're not my home team punks. You're just a hang on team. You're just in my house because I turned on the TV thinking you were my hometown team. Then I remember they ain't playing right now. Bastards. These battery tape bastards. Yeah, I said it. Can I just complain about something else right now, folks? Can I do that? I just want to shift just a little bit because I'm kind of pissed off about something and I'm kind of annoyed and something that happened recently and something that happened a while ago have turned into something that happened just today. You ever have somebody do something really bad to you and then they try to walk up to you and start talking to you like nothing happened? 
Well, that's what happened to me today. Somebody that did something bad to me a while ago that has not apologized for the thing or rectified the situation. That punk ass walked up to me and started to try to talk to me like everything's cool. Ooh. You remember how I just talked about how I wish on a phone there was a slap the crap out of them button that I would like to tape down so they would be continuously having the, sl- the crap slapped out of them? I would, I would like to just have somebody that followed people around. You know, that just, that, people, some people just need to slap the, the, the crap slapped out of them. They just need that. And I would love that to happen. I, I want somebody, we have police, you know, and, and we have, uh, but sometimes you just need a little bit of street justice. You know what I mean? You know, I don't want to hire a hitman. First of all, I don't have hitman money. I don't want anybody killed. But is there just a, Slap man. Is there anybody that could just be a slap man? You know, I, I'd be, meet someplace in a dark alley and I'd be sitting in the car, you know, hey man, understand that you know somebody that, uh, you won't, you won't, you want somebody to slap the taste out their mouth. Yeah, man, there's a guy that did some stuff to me. I mean, I don't want him, I don't want like his bones, his bones broken. I don't want him killed or anything like that. But uh, it really doesn't matter about that, bro. I don't kill people. That's that. That's that. That's a hit, man. I just walk up to people and slap the crap out of them. I'm a slap man. It's like, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people who became hit men started out as slap men, but I realize that people are so busy trying to move on to being hit men that there's not that many of us to slap men around. So now, because there's a dearth of slap men, it's become a very lucrative business, you know. You know, it's kind of like uh, when you go on, you, you ever go on YouTube and see all those ASMR videos, ASMR videos. What the hell is that? That's one of them videos with people like they whisper into the microphone and they, they, and, they, and some people get tingles from it. So pe- there's a lot of people that whisper into the microphone to get and then people listen and get tingles. It doesn't work for everybody, but, they, but, they, but I really but don't. Why can we just stick to? The thing about you slapping the dude, I, I want to. I, I, I got some money here to pay to slap the dude. But you, you never listen to an ASMR video on YouTube, no. And I really, dude, really, can we just kind of stick to business here? You really, you don't know what you're missing, man. I listen to ASMR videos on YouTube all the time. You know, you know, I'm one of the people that actually did actually tingles when I listen to the video. I'm kind of getting uncomfortable here because I'm, I mean, we're actually in, engaging in an illegal transaction here. I'm actually paying you to assault someone and you're talking about how you watch YouTube videos where somebody talks low into the microphone and, and that kind of gets you off. I didn't say it got me off. I said it made me tingle, man. I don't make it dirty. Oh God, dude, could you just, I mean, let me, let me, let me give you, let me give you an example. It's like, say, dude, I don't, she shut up. I shut up. I slap you for free. What happens is a person just kind of, it's like this. Hey, what's going on? I'm talking to the microphone right now. This is an ASMR moment in the podcast. If you listen very closely to this, I can make these really low sounds on both sides of the microphone or directly into the stereo microphones. And sometimes you can make sounds like this. I'm now rubbing my finger across the microphone, right across the uh, windscreen, and there are many people that will listen to this, and they will get tingles, because they're really, really auditory type people. Dude, um, you were just like talking low into my ear and rubbing my ear. Um, I'm thinking I may not want to do this transaction right now, because you're kind of freaking me out. What's so freaky about a person talking? I thought you would enjoy this. Yeah. Um. Do you want this money or not? Okay, man. If you 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 too you too, if you don't like ASMR, I don't even know if I want to do business with you. God, you're weird. You don't want this five bucks. Who five dollars? I was only going to charge you two fifty. Uh, who you need to be slapped? I'll, I'll slap. I'll elbow somebody for five dollars. <sighs> you know, you probably was better off talking about that ASMR shit. Okay, I'll get back to the ASMR. Hold on for a minute. Yeah, Robert. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be kind of cool if you actually could just hire somebody to slap the shit out of somebody? 
wouldn't it be kind of cool, you know? Yeah, because it'd be kind of because I mean, how much how much trouble would you actually get in if you just slap somebody? I'm not talking about like really hit them hard, just like punching them in the face. I'm talking like one of those little or better yet, you know, you ever have like an older person who didn't want to slap you or didn't want to beat you. Just kind of give you the pop on the lips like they take the the back of the the if you're from down south, you know what I'm talking about. If you have relatives from down south and you're of of a certain age, you know, you know what it's like to have a grandma give you a, a smack in the lips. You know, it doesn't even really hurt, but it's like completely shocking to you, you know, or, or that thing where they pluck you on the ear. And you, go, yeah! you know, they usually do that when you're doing something bad and people are looking at you and the person that they're talking to looks around and they pluck you in the ear. And then the person turns back around and the, and you're, and the baby's crying and people go, why is the baby crying? I, I really don't know. I definitely didn't pluck him on the ear. <laughs> that type of thing. I wish we could just do that to adults sometimes. I mean, because like I said, most you don't necessarily want to beat up people or anything like that. But sometimes people need to be popped in the lips, you know, or plucked on the ear or be slapped in the mouth or something. I just think that that would be a cool thing, you know, because like I said, that the person that did that bad thing to me, I just you know, talked about it before, man. And, 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 I, and I revive it every time I run across this piece of crap. I just want to just, you know, I just want somebody to just like slap the crap, slap, pop him in the mouth. Maybe a pluck his ear or something or, you know, maybe or, or wait till he buys an expensive meal and have somebody bust into the restaurant, lick their fingers and then jam their fingers in his meal. You know, that type of thing. I would really like that, you know, or, you know, maybe maybe uh, when he, when he goes in the house, you go to his car and maybe like key his car. Maybe they, they should somebody should. do. OK, I don't want anybody to key his car. That, that'd be kind of, you know, that's kind of vindictive. And it kind of mean it. Maybe just take the break into his car and leave a bag of dog crap under the passenger seat, like really push it in there good. So when he sticks his hand under the seat, he can't feel anything, but he doesn't realize it's really dog crap in there. And did, OK, no, 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 don't do that either, because that's, that's really like that's really that's going a little too far. I don't want to put any dog crap. And then, and then, oh, I know what you could do. What you could do is you could foster discon- discontent in his in his uh, in his in his marriage, right? And then wait until and have him doubt whether or not his children are his, all of them, right? And then when he has the DNA test and he mails it off, what you do is you 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 have a friend at the post office take his mail, right? And then you find somehow you get the DNA of somebody that's really close to him, and then you you, you switch up the DNA thing, and then make it look like his wife got knocked up six times by the neighbor and then you put that back and then make it look real like it's real and then he'll sit there go damn it i can't believe all six of my kids are not mine you bitch uh-huh. and then she goes i did not do anything bill and he going yeah well this dna said that you did you slut uh-huh. and then she'll go i can't believe you called me a slut this is wrong he goes well you knocked up you got knocked up six times bitch i can't believe you said bitch and then when they get divorced and they're walking out crying and they're going well it was nice being married to you for 15 years. Uh-huh. And then you go up to him and go, <laughs> just kidding. She didn't cheat on you at all. <laughs> I had a friend at the post office, you know, change your DNA test by giving it to me. And I put the swab from somebody on the block in there. It was, it really took about six months of planning. And then, you know, we sat here and watched your marriage fall apart as you viciously attacked each other for four years, sold your house, divided up your assets. But quite frankly, you had a good marriage from the beginning. And it was, I, I did all of that because I was upset because of what you did. You did five years ago. That really didn't affect my life much. It just annoyed me. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But I really would like this guy to be popped in the mouth. You know, whack up. You know. Am I getting weird here? Is this kind of a weird thing to talk about? Uh, you know, four years into your podcast, you figured it. Four years into a podcast, I would, I would be, I would be you mellowing out, man. I would just be. You, know, you figured at this point, I would go look, man. What that guy did was really, really wrong. But let's be honest. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. I'll just move on. And even if I see him in public, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a gracious human being and I'm going to wave to him and I'm going to smile at him and I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to shake his hand and say, sir, all is forgiven. I don't like what you did. What you did was wrong, but I am not going to carry this animosity forward. I want to be a more evolved human being. I would like us even to become friends because I'm sure over the course of time, you've matured as a man. I, of course, have matured as a man. Okay. And we will now move forward. And I would like this to be friends because I'm sure we've moved on. And then he'll go, you know what? 
I was afraid to say I'm sorry because I felt guilty and I'm going to now say I'm sorry and then we'll hug and then we'll go our separate ways. <laughs> and then what I'm going to do is because at that point after the hug, I will have lifted his wallet. I will drive around the city until I see a murder scene and then I'm going to flick his license right next to the body and then have him try to explain his way out of that. <laughs> Oh, that got weird. Um, okay, I will not do that. That just will not, that, that's just really, really weird. I mean, that, that is just the wrong thing to do. I mean, it's a, I'm not that mean of a guy. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna re, we're gonna redo this. We're gonna, okay, so I'll meet him and we'll go through the whole thing where I'm, after I forgive you, he forgives me, everything's cool. And I'll shake his hand and then we're gonna exchange photos. I say, hey, you know, here's my grandnephew and he's gonna go, hey, you know, this is my daughter. She's going off to college and I'm going, that is great, man. We're, I guess we're both old, huh? <laughs> and then I'm going to make a mental picture of his daughter. I'm going to book a show at her college. I'm going to be really funny. And usually there's, there's a couple of co-eds who want to bang you after the show. And because I know her dad and I'm going to, I'm going to throw some things into the show that are relatable to her. And she's going to walk up after the show and go, you know, I have, my father did some stuff just like that. I'm going to really, your dad did some stuff like that. Well, your dad must be really proud of you because you're such a lovely young lady. Oh, you think I'm lovely? Of course you're lovely. If I was 15 years younger, I'd Eight is nothing but a number. <laughs> Come on, you wouldn't date an old guy like me. Of course I would. Then I go back to her dorm room and I bang her senseless. And she's like, well, you're the greatest thing in the world. Even though I'm only 20 years old, I want to marry you because I did that. And then I marry her and then have three three babies with her and he's standing there the whole time stewing going this guy I can't believe this guy is so mad that about what I did to him they did decide to marry and knock up my 20 year old daughter and nightly bang the crap out of her this sick bastard I hate him but there's nothing I can do about it because she's happy and I'm gonna say you're damn right she's happy because I'm getting all up on her and doing all sorts of sex, sex stuff with her because she's my wife and there's nothing you can do about it bunk and now hold your grandchild. <laughs> okay, that's weird. I would not do that either. That is just that is way too weird and mean. I would not do something like that. This, but we're gonna restart this whole thing. We're gonna start from scratch. <clears throat> I'll meet the guy and when he's gonna I forgive him, he'd be shake hand, everything is great, that kind of thing, right? And then he'll go into this to, 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 to go into the, the gas station and I'll say, Yo man, you better you don't want to use your card now because I've been reading a, a lot of stories about how people have been finding out the hard way that some of these these card things have scanners on them and the last thing you want to do is you know i mean you know what i'm saying because i mean it, you'd only be responsible for 50 bucks of it because you, i'm sure you have the kind of insurance on your card that everybody has now with the banks but i mean you know you are responsible for 50 bucks and i mean i mean how many steps does it take to go into the gas station man i'll stay here and watch your car you go in there and then we'll come back and finish our conversation and then when he goes into there i run to my car really quickly open up the trunk buy get a big kilo of coke that i bought just for this specific purpose and a gun that's been fired right and i roll a dead body into his trunk and then i and then i have his head i had i really and i have his i put a thing in his trunk that plays f the police the song f the police as soon as it hears the the sounds of sirens and then i call the police and anonymously say hey there's a dude with a kilo of cocaine a dead body and again a bunch of guns in his car you should probably pull him over here's his uh license plate and all of that kind of stuff and I'm telling you right now I don't think he's a big fan of the police and then the sirens will go off behind his car woo, 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 and that would activate what I put in this trunk next to the dead body the coke and the gun and the song F the police will come on and they'll be going this guy's a bastard and he'll be acting all innocent but he won't be acting innocent he'll actually be innocent but by the time they figure it out he'll already be in jail with a cocaine conviction and by the time he gets to goes to trial and it proves that he didn't do it it'll already be be eight months to nine months later he'll have lost his job his wife will think that he has a secret life that she doesn't know about drop his punk ass and then as he's going to jail i'll show up and go ha 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 by the way i'm the one that put the kilo of coke the gun and the dead body in your trunk you bastard and he'll go i'm sick and i go to the cops and i say okay um i think he's innocent and then i show them evident that he's not innocent and that he is in fact innocent and then they let him out but by then his life's ruined and then they're going to go, how do you know all about this? And I'll go, you know what? I just realized that by getting him out, 
I'm actually implicating myself. So, of course, being smart, I will then, of course, implicate his oldest two sons in that. And then they'll go to jail and he'll be going, damn, this is wrong, you bastard. And I'm going, hey, it's nothing I can do about it now. I wasn't going to let myself go to jail. It was either me, your sons or you. And you know, I was trying to get you out because I felt bad. But then I almost got in trouble myself. So I had to set up your son. Sorry about that. And <laughs> I would not do that either. Okay, maybe I should just forget about it and stop worrying about the fact that this guy's a piece of crap that did some stuff to me because I'm, I'm really, I'll be honest with you, this revenge stuff that's coming into my mind is just kind of scary and weird. And I'm not that type of guy. We're going to try this again. I'll meet him up. We'll shake hands. I'll say, how's it going, buddy? He'll say, how's it going? And then I'll go, okay, have a good time and a good life. And I'll go my way and he'll go his way. No setups. And that's it. Oh, that's better. You know, I feel, you know, I felt kind of dirty after the other scenarios, but after this last scenario where I just let it go and go about my business, I think that's the best way to go about it. So I think that's, that's what I'm going to do. You, you know, yeah, right. I mean, I mean, what would you do, right? If, if you're somebody that you, that did bad stuff to you, just kept coming up and talking to you and trying to act like everything was all good and all of that crap and you wanted to slap the crap out of them. Ah. <sighs> I'm gonna, I know I'm going to run into him tomorrow. You know, you know, now that I realize how wrong I was with those scenarios, I better. Uh, I'm going to have to call my friend at the post office and tell him not to, to stop that DNA thing. And I'm going to have to tell that slap guy not to slap him. You know, I guess I'm going to have to return this dead body, the coke and the, and the gun to my friends who you know, who runs that business, you know, he actually rents dead bodies, coke and guns to people for, to set up people. And I said, dude, that's really a bad business to be in. And uh, he said, shut up. And then I said, I better shut up because he has a business where he sells dead body cokes and guns. He might set me up because that's not, that's beside the point. So what I'm saying is when you get into a situation where you're thinking about revenge, just don't do it. Just, just don't do it. You know, you know what's weird is I, I started this segment and I wanted to talk about football and how your favorite football team is like your best friend and all the other teams are nothing but a bunch of punk ass uh, add on friends. But then in, in the middle of it, I was just thinking about that jackass that owes me something. But I'm not going to do the revenge thing. I'm not going to do the revenge thing. I think it was just great that on my four year anniversary of doing this, you, my bastards, allowed me to vent about this. So nothing will happen at all. So I'm, I'm really, really good. That's it. I'm not going to do any bad stuff to the dude. I'm just not going to do it. I promise. I promise. Segment over. Folks, with this being uh, my four-year anniversary doing this program and my 290th episode, it kind of makes me reflect on crap. And what is the crap that I'm reflecting on? I know there's 10 weeks left in the year. And I've decided, you know what I'm going to start doing? Instead of doing New Year's resolutions... What I'm going to start doing is end of the year resolutions. And then when the new year comes, I'm going to do a new year's uh, new year's continuation because I rather it's, it, to me, it's better to start the new year out with some momentum. You know what I mean? Start the year out with some momentum, because when you when you got 10 weeks left or whatever that crap is and you get through it. When the new year starts, you've been doing something for 10 weeks. You got a nice groove going and you can slide into the new year thinking, ah, I already got this. And also 10 weeks doesn't seem that long. You know, it's not even it's not even three months. Right. You just sit there going, you know, it's not even three months. I can I can eat good for three months. Right. You know what I mean? I, I can eat salads and, you know, I can eat diet salads and diet, drink diet water for three months. I mean, and it's not even three months. It's not that big of a deal. It's not even 90 days. It's, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. I, I could do it. I could do it. You can trick yourself. And then if you actually do it, now you got all this time of doing it and it becomes a habit. And we're creatures of habit. We're creatures of habit. But a lot of times, instead of making New Year's New Year's ending resolutions, like I said, end of the year resolutions, what we do is we make a New Year's resolution a little bit too far out from the new year. You ever see those people that make a New Year's resolutions, like I said, 90 days out or four months out? Like, look, uh, I just want to get through, you know, I just want to get through, you know, Halloween and New Year's, you know, and then next year, you know, next year, next year, I'm going to I'm going to do it. 
But there's a part of you that knows. There's a part of you that just kind of sets you up because, you know, if you decide you're going to eat well and eat right and be really strict in January, you know damn well what's going to start happening to you in November. Right. You know, going well, what's going to happen? Knowing and thinking that, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a permanent change in January anyway. So it doesn't really matter what I do right now. Right. If I decide to eat well and eat right and exercise and eat, drink my diet water and eat my diet salad and have air sandwiches. If I do that starting in January, I'm going to be in such great shape. Then it's going to be all good. It's a lifestyle change. So it doesn't really matter what I do now because I'm going to make a big change in January. Right. So it doesn't matter what I do now. And then when you know what happens, then it becomes cupcake fest. Right. New Year's, Thanksgiving comes around and you eat 16 turkey asses. What difference does it make? Yes, you gain four pounds just eating that one plate of food, but it doesn't matter in January. I'm going to be eating right anyway. I'm going to have some diet water sandwiches and, and all of that. And I mean, it's going to be great. But like I said, we're creatures of habit. And before you weren't eating that well, but you were doing OK. You weren't in the shape you wanted to be in, but you're not that bad. But just in, in anticipation of going to the next year and, you know, when you, you imagine the six pack that you're going to have and you imagine everybody running down the street asking you for for sit up tips. You're imagining all of that crap. And what happens? Like I said, you eat 16 turkey asses, you start eating 55 cupcakes a day and it becomes a habit. And then January comes around. And instead of being where you were, you're now 17 pounds heavier than you were. And it's harder to go up steps. And now you got to the point where you always buy cupcakes. You go to the store and you're trying to make it. You're trying to be good. You go to the store and you order a salad and the person thinks you're kidding. Right. Come on, you know you want a cupcake. And you go, all right, I'll have a cupcake. You know what I'm talking about. And I realize that we have to play tricks on ourselves. You know, you play tricks on yourself when you want to leave work early. I mean, not when you want to leave work early, but when you know it's almost time to leave work, you play tricks on yourself. Right. When you go in some place, you don't want to go. You go in some place. You're at your kid's recital and your kid sucks, but you don't want to say your kid sucks. And, you know, the recital is going to be an hour and a half and you play all kinds of tricks. You do all sorts of things. You kind of daydream about something. Right. You lit I remember I, I was at a friend's kid's recital and the kid was horrible and the kid sucked. And I literally replayed the entire movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray in my head in real time because I figured that would get me through the recital. I snapped into attention when my kid, my friend's horrible, uh, well, the, well, the kid was great, but the thing was horrible. Well, then, then, bang, 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 your friend's looking at you like, yeah, I know that sucked, but thanks for saying that it didn't suck because I'm going to say that it didn't suck. And she's not going to believe me when I say that it didn't suck. But when when Uncle S says it doesn't suck, she's going to think that it doesn't suck. And then I'm going to go great. Now, I have your kid, a kid that I love, you know, like a cousin, like a little niece or nephew, even though they're not a niece or nephew. And now you're saying basically I've led to my approval has now started a life of delusion for your kid where your kid throws away everything in their life to think that they're going to become a piano virtuoso when in actuality the kid sucks. Well, I can't have that on my conscience. So I run over to the kid and say, Megan, I love you. Thanks, Uncle Les. But I'm going to tell you something right now. You stink at the piano. I do. I know I know it hurts this to hear this from me because your dad just told me that you you actually were more encouraged when I said it because you just assumed he was going to say you were great because he's your dad. And that if I said it up, I was an objective person. But if you really think about it, I love you, too, because I'm you call me Uncle S because I'm kind of like your uncle. And because you call me Uncle S and I'm kind of like your uncle, I don't feel it's right for me to lie to you. OK. Don't just because you're horrible at the piano and you're an embarrassment and an insult to anyone who's ever touched piano keys. I want you to know right now, don't take that personally. You're a great kid. And there's many, many, many other things that you're great at. Everybody's not great at everything. I'm also horrible at the piano because I've never taken the piano lesson. 
oh, okay. And before the record, even though I've never taken a piano lesson and I haven't touched the piano since I was about seven, I, I'm pretty sure I'm still much, much better than you after your six months of training. Okay, stop crying. What are you crying all the time for? Okay, stop crying. Okay, what I'm trying to do is give you some encouragement. The world is not a fair place. Okay, not everybody's supposed to be playing the piano. Definitely not you. You know, in fact, the next time you put your hands on the piano, I'm going to tell them to put some, uh, some I'm going to have somebody tase you. But don't worry, there's a new thing called baby tasers, and it's safe, a way to safely to tase people who are under 10 years old. Okay, so just, just remember, you really, really suck at the piano, but you're a great kid. And then I felt a, a really, really hard smack on the back of my head, and it was my friend going, smacking me in the back of the head and i'm like oh you're probably mad at me because i told um <clears throat> i told your daughter that she sucked at the piano and he goes no i'm not i'm not i'm not sad that you just you did that I'm, I'm actually glad you did it i'm smacking you in the back of the head because you didn't tell me you were going to do it so i could record it on my phone so i could show it to her later on when she starts to get kind of full of herself you know like maybe when she's like 16 years old and i'm yelling at her because she missed curfew which she says f you dad or something similar to that and says that i don't know anything and then i'm gonna go remember when i told you you sucked at the piano and you said you didn't suck at the piano where here's uncle s someone you trust more in these particular situations and telling you once again that you suck at the piano and she's going to go that's mean dad you suck and i'm going to go yeah i may suck but i don't suck as bad as you suck on that piano punk now go up into your room and be grounded and whatever you do if whatever i know you're going to be mad and you're going to stomp around up there and you're going to put some headphones on you know what i want you to do i want you to play some songs where there's some piano in it so you can know what a piano supposed to sound like because now that you're 16 years old and your dumb ass kept playing the piano you're only one percent as good as you one percent better than you were back then stop playing the piano damn it why didn't you learn your lesson you little ungrateful witch now get upstairs punk you're grounded <laughs> what is wrong with me <laughs> but let's get back to new year's new year's resolutions I've made a resolution, an end of the year resolution that I'm going to lose a certain amount of weight and see certain body changes. I know what they are. And I'm not one of those people that just goes out. I'm going to try to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year. I don't believe in telling people that kind of crap. You know what I mean? I just, I just, just say I'm making a lifestyle change and I'm, I'm going to take this chunk of the year, this last 10 weeks to try to build a foundation for what will be my new pathway. You know, because I ran across somebody that was actually way heavier than I am now. Like I can run up steps and all that kind of crap. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm out. Of, I'm not. I'm, I'm too heavy, but I, it's not like it stops me from doing anything. But, but this guy was heavier than me by a lot. And I hadn't seen him in a while. And now he's like 10 pounds lighter than me. Right. And. And it was really weird because you get used to them being the big dude. And he's still a big dude because he's a lot taller than me. But then I was like, you know, I was like, oh man, you know, it's like, uh, huh. you know, it's one of those guys that you just assume was going to be a fat guy forever, but it's like, he was way heavier than me and now he's actually lighter than I am. You know, so it's like, if we started working out and doing exactly the same thing, he would probably be finished his journey before I am because he had the momentum of losing 60, 70, 80, I think it was like 90 pounds already. You know, he was, you know, it's like somebody running at full speed and you're standing at the, you know, you're doing a race, you're, you're sitting in the starting blocks and this other person is already running at full speed. And then you, the, the, the starting gun for you starts, but they're already at full speed. And by the time you get up to your full speed, this person has already been at full speed and they're always ahead of you. Kind of like that. Well, I think about that and I realize there's the me that would have started in January which would have been customary for what most people do. And there's the me that's starting now. So instead of competing with somebody else, I'm really competing against the me that would have started in January. And what that means is the me that would have started in January would have started eating good and exercise on January 1st. And that's the one that will be in the starting blocks. The me that's going to start taking care of business now has already begun running at full speed. I will already be 10 weeks ahead just, I mean, just the simple fact that I'm starting now and taking it seriously puts me 10 weeks ahead of the me that would have started in January. That's just, and I said, and I just sit there and think about it. 
That's a pretty interesting thing, isn't it? How many times have you, you decided you wanted to make a positive change, but you kind of use one of some kind of arbitrary date in the future? You know, you know, I'm going to, you know, I don't feel like doing it right now, but you know, I'm going to get around to, you know, I'm going to, you know, I mean, you know, I'm going to wait till there's a sale at the gym and I'm going to go to get the gym membership. Because they always have a sale, you know, like in March or something, you know what I mean? And they say, I want to, because if I, if I get the, if I get the, if I get the gym membership now, instead of getting it in March, it's going to cost me, if I do the math, let me see the, carry the six, three, six times four, carry the three, times 10 months, 65, I will save uh, $72 over the course of the three years. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to start working out and eating good. Now I'm going to wait until the, the sale is on because that $72 over the course of three years will really change my tax bracket. <sighs> Sometimes you just got to start now. You know what I mean? You can still use January as a marker, but you know, like, you know, but, but, but it's, it's, it's good to start now. I had to, always had the bad problem of being a Johnny perfectionist where I just, everything has to be the perfect time, the perfect way, the perfect, this, the perfect, that just has to be great. That has to be great. And everything has to be great. And you're just basically looking for a reason to lose most of the time. You know, you, well, it wasn't exactly perfect, you know, like, like say for the sake of work. And I, and I remember, I remember this actually happened to somebody. They were going to start, um, I forgot, what was it? A diet or something like that. I think it was going to start a diet on January 1st. Right. But he, he forgot that, you know, people think of January 1st as the holiday, as the holiday. So everybody was kind of still chilling and and, and, and there was a couple of people barbecuing and there was a couple of people that were eating uh, leftover, you know, cakes and and, and, and uh, crap from the party the, the night before from the New Year's Eve party. There was still some stuff laying around. You know, like like uh like it's like it's like the, the like the uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. You know, there's a lot of turkey left. You know, there's a lot of mac and cheese sitting in the refrigerator. A lot of the stuff that you ate the night before is still kind of sitting there. You heat it up. You know what I'm saying? I, I know people that were literally. I had a, a friend of mine. Um, he, we were eating. We were. I, I took some stuff from my refrigerator from Thanksgiving. We were just kind of out walking around, and um, we were grubbing out. He said, "I said, man, I just brought some stuff out the house. Oh, me too, man. And I had turkey and mac and cheese. I had like a meal that looked like I got it from a restaurant. And he had literally made a, a sandwich out of stuffing. He took the stuffing and giblets from inside the turkey and made a sandwich of that with some cheese on it. That's what he was eating. And uh, <laughs> and and it's really weird how. Uh, when you when you start to to eat those things, you just you just you know it's like you know what uh, I know it's January first. You know it's let me let me just you know I had some stuff from last night and uh, so I'm really um, you know I don't want to start my resolution on January first. I'll start it on January second. Yeah. Well, January second is actually a Wednesday. You know, and I don't want to start. I don't want to start this on a on a. On, a, on, on like a you know a Wednesday that's like halfway through the week so I'm gonna start next Monday and I'm gonna start and it's gonna be that date and I mean it's not the first I know but I'm gonna start Monday and that'll be that and then there was another excuse and another excuse and another excuse and another excuse and nothing got done and that happened to me once too so what I decided to do was f January. I'm going to start this crap now. N-O-W, damn it. I'm going to start it now. Yeah. But then again, this is Sunday and I'm watching football. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I don't have anything really healthy in the house right now because I don't go shopping till Tuesday. Cause it's the only time I have time to go shopping, you know. So maybe, you know, I, mean, I still got Oreo cookies here. You know what I mean? And I got a half of a sun-kissed soda i mean I, mean, I bought that i bought that soda when i was down in philly so i mean that soda cost like two bucks so i'm not gonna just let if i pour it out right now i'm literally just throwing a dollar into the trash can right you know that you know i don't want to throw these oreo cookies out i got like six of them you know what i mean i mean is six oreo cookies really going to change anything i mean it's really i mean so i mean so i might as just see I might as well eat, drink this sun-kissed soda, half a sun-kissed soda, and eat these six Oreo cookies. And I can, I, like I said, technically, Sunday's not really the beginning of the week. The week really begins on Monday. Technically, that's why they call it the weekend. They don't call Sunday and Monday the weekend. They call Saturday and Sunday the weekend, which means Sunday is part of the weekend, you know? And, uh, you know, if I actually eat right and exercise Monday through Friday, it really doesn't matter what I do on Saturday and Sunday, right? So... 
this being Sunday, I should just, you know, be able to finish off the Sunkissed Soda, you know, and those Oreo cookies. And then I could start my diet and exercise program on Monday. You know what I mean? Because a lot, you know, a lot of people like to work out Monday, Wednesday and Friday. You know what I mean? So if, if I work out Monday, Wednesday and Friday, lifting weights, you know, and then Tuesday, okay, I'll, I'll look, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll lift weights, Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. I will do cardio and abs and, and kettlebell and stuff like that. And then Sunday will be my day off from everything. So since it's since it's Sunday right now, technically, I would be able to just, you know, eat something that I don't that's not good for me just just during the football. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, that. But they, am I making excuses again? Damn. All right, I'll start now. Damn it. <laughs> segment over well folks this has been episode number 290 290 of the s anthony says podcast and today of course the podcast is four years old thank you very very much for everything i really really appreciate you i appreciate your support i appreciate you listening i appreciate you listening to me say crap d stupid crap once a week much love to you i appreciate every last one of you bastards i appreciate you bastards in the united states of america i appreciate my canadian bastards i appreciate my european bastards i appreciate my australian bastards and i appreciate my bastards that wherever you are even though i couldn't remember what country you're in right now just know that you're a bastard and i love you bastards because you're my bastards you bastards folks this podcast is every damn where i mean it's everywhere pod so the podcast revolution network it's on stitcher radio tune in radio iheart radio um of course, iTunes and the home base is S. Anthony says dot podbean dot com. If you want to follow me on social media and why wouldn't you? Well, I happen to be on Twitter in two places for me, 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 me specifically at S. Anthony Thomas for this particular show, which is four years old today. It's at S. Anthony says uh, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you should, you bastards, go to Facebook, go into the search box and type in S. Anthony Says. You will see my verified page on Facebook. Like that page, please. If you love this show, and why wouldn't you, make sure that you rate and review this on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're using it on, my friends. If you love this show, and why wouldn't you, make sure you tell everybody about this show, recommend this show. Please do that. If you want to contact yours truly, and why wouldn't you, you contact me in one place and one place only. Talk to S. Anthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O-S. Anthony at gmail.com. One long word. Now, there's no separations in there because you keep asking me and there ain't any damn it. Folks, much love to every last one of you. I appreciate you. Thank you for sticking with me for four years. And I hope we'll have another four years and more. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say goodbye to you for the week. And I'm going to say goodbye to you the way that I've been saying goodbye to you for three years now. You know what it is. And I want you to do it with me because, like you said, you, you do it with me. I can't hear it, but I'll take your word for it. You do it with me. On the count of three, we're going to say it all together. Are you ready? One. Two, three, S. Anthony, out.